the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Difference Makers on True Talk 800. I'm Mike Lee, Director of Local Ministries for True Talk 800, 93.9 KPDQ, Talk 1640, 93.1 El Rey, and 104.1 The Fish, bringing Fish Fest back Saturday, August 19th with Mercy Me, Matthew West, Mac Powell of Third Day, Andy Minio, and Jordan Feliz. What better way to promote your church, ministry, or business than in front of thousands of people with a booth at Fish Fest Saturday, El Rey's Reventone Sunday? or both events on the weekend where the world is coming to Salem to check out the Eclipse. There's also the Pastor's Masters Golf Tournament, Pastor's Appreciation Breakfast, and Secret Keeper Girls showing our girls how to be confident, well-adjusted teenagers by getting started when they're still little girls in a world where they're forming their values and beliefs about friends and dating, sex, boys, body image, and true beauty. If you'd like details how to be at any or all of these events, please just send me an email to mikelee at kpdq.com. That's M-I-K-E-L-E-E at kpdq.com. Speaking of events, we've got a very special one, Father's Day Sunday, featuring our guest today. He is Pastor Levi Lusco, pastor of Fresh Life Church in Montana and Utah, and the author of Swipe Right and Through the Eyes of a Lion, And as you may have heard on 104.1 The Fish, he'll be the guest speaker this Sunday at Reason Church's new location, 1307 Northwest Overton Street between 13th and 14th Avenues, right in the heart of the Pearl District in Portland. More details are on the website, ReasonChurch.com. I'll post up links at TrueTalk800.com on the Difference Makers page. And these services will be held at 930 and 1130 this Father's Day Sunday morning featuring Pastor Levi Lusco. Levi, how are you today, sir? I'm doing so good, Mike. How are you doing? I'm doing great, thanks. How neat it is for you to come to Portland in the location of Reason Church, launched by your own brother, Pastor Jesse Lusco. Were you two pretty close growing up? Yeah, I mean, there's a good age gap of about a decade between us, but we've always had a great friendship, and I'm so proud of him and their team and the work that God's doing at Reason, it's amazing. And it's neat to have you out here. So are there any particular reasons that you would come up on Father's Day Sunday, or was that just a coincidence? Well, it's just kind of a happy coincidence, and uh, it worked out with my schedule. And I love Portland. You don't have to twist my arm to get me out there. It's such a vibrant city. Um, I mean, I've been all over the world, and I think Portland is one of the most unique places anywhere. And the work happening there, I love church plants. Our church has been going for 10 years, and I love the newness of this work and just the scrappiness of the team and their desire to reach people with the love of God. And so, yeah, they invited me out, and I'm just really excited I can come. What I love about the group at Reason Church is they're all in, and they're doing things by trying to reach the immediate community with a sense of reckless abandon and adventure. So as someone who's planted churches before. Do you sense the same type of rush when you're at your own churches? 
Yeah, you know, we. but the thing is, when a church is established for a while, you have to really work hard to keep that sense of entrepreneurial drive. And it's possible. It just takes work because everything settles and the tendency is to get into a rhythm. You know, as you do anything for a long period of time, uh, eventually you, by definition, have to sort of get into a rhythm. And if you're not careful, the rhythm can turn into a rut and the rut keeps you stuck and complacency can creep into anything. And then all of a sudden you're, you're not uh, driving towards the goal like you once did. And I think that's why Jesus said to the church at Ephesus what he did about reaching to the first things and, uh, and having left your first love. And I don't, I don't think it just means leaving Jesus in your heart. I think it can also mean just leaving the intensity with which you pursued your wife or, you know, the, the way that you were innovating when you were a starving artist. Necessity can be the mother of invention. And sometimes the worst thing that can happen to you is you get flooded with resources and glutted with options. And all of, all of a sudden, you're not being as, as creative as maybe you once were. And so, uh, for us at Fresh Life Church, the, the church that I lead, we're having to try and intentionally overcome the inertia of the time that we've spent doing this project. So how do you reach that balance for yourself where Jesus indeed remains your first love even years after continuing in a project, getting into a routine, and perhaps a comfort zone? How do you prevent the comfort zone from becoming too comfortable? That's a good question. I think uh, the two things that come to my mind are gratitude and, um, and, and taking risks. I think when you're remember, it's, it's, you can't forget where you've come from when you're being intentionally grateful. So I think when you're constantly calling to mind, and maybe that's why so often in the Psalms, they're calling to mind the faithfulness of God. And I think when you set aside time to rem- remind yourself how good God's been and remind yourself of the work He's doing, that's 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 key. And the second thing I think is taking risks. I think um, it says that when David did not go out to battle, that was when he fell for Bathsheba and all of that happened. But he should have been going out to battle. And so I think for a church, we if we don't if we don't keep on reaching out, we will get stagnant. And all of a sudden, we're just focusing on those who are already in the church as opposed to those who are still in the world. And so I think. We can overcome the entropy that will set in surely otherwise if we're grateful, that will keep us humble, it will know it's about God's power, not ours, and then secondly, that we keep taking risks. And I think, you know, if we keep reaching out and keep expanding the borders and keep going and keep giving, keep serving, I think that keeps you on your toes, and you, when you're on your toes, you can't be on your heels, and the problem with being on your heels is, is it's easy to get knocked over. Pastor Levi Lusco is the guest speaker this Sunday at 9.30 and at 11.30 in the morning at Reason Church in the Pearl District. That's on Northwest Overton Street between 13th and 14th Avenues. So, Levi, you've been doing this for a while. You've written a couple of books. You've launched a church and plans to follow it. So is there anything in particular that you believe that God is putting on your heart to focus on for this Sunday's sermons? Yeah, you know, my, my kind of the big resounding message that I feel like God has me preaching um, in different opportunities as I travel around the world and at, at events and conferences is, is really this idea that it, it, we can find power in the midst of pain. And uh, that's kind of the emphasis for what I'm going to be talking about on Sunday. 
you know, a lot of people have gone through hard things. Uh, everyone who I'm speaking to on the radio today, uh, everyone that we know, we will all face uh, different different seasons of loss, pain, sickness. Um, could be the loss of a friendship. And I want to talk this this week about how to make sense of the difficult things that we go through in this life. And I'll have a special encouragement to the fathers as well. Uh, but I, feel, I really feel in my heart God having me speak on kind of the subject of how to make it through and navigate the, the hard seasons of life. Do you believe, Levi Lasku, that this generation in particular is brought up almost with an aversion toward any difficulties, always wanting to take the easy route? Or am I just starting to sound like an old man here? Well, I think that maybe it's a little bit of both. I think it's really easy uh, as we get older to look at the generation coming up behind us and to see them sort of critically. Um, you know, I, I look at my, my daughters and I think about, um, you know, they didn't have to do some of the things that I did, you know, even like simple things like writing letters or um, ordering things out of a catalog, going to the library to look up stuff in the encyclopedia. And I think on one hand, we can tend to think, well, they're soft because they, they didn't have to. But on the other hand, no one chooses the generation they're born in. You know, and we can't begrudge the next generation because of the time. It's like they didn't pick the year of their birth. All they can do is deal with the hand that life has dealt them. But I do think at the same time that that does the, the ease of technology, the ease of travel. I mean, we're living at a time when you can hop on a plane and be anywhere. I mean, I could go to sleep in London tonight and, you know, travel to space is about to become privatized. And so it's a very different day that we're living in. And some of the ease of Amazon Prime, I think, has made it more difficult to wait and more difficult to have patience and have endurance that we have sort of come to a place where difficulty is viewed as a synonym for bad. But there was a previous day, you know, the, the greatest generation and others, there, there was a time when children were taught, don't trust anything that's not hard. And if something's worth doing, it's worth going through the difficulty that it's going to take to get there. And as more and more people work jobs that don't involve manual labor, I think there is even a, a sort of a suspicion of, of anything that's hard. But unfortunately, when we apply those principles to spirituality, there's no way to grow in your walk with God without enduring through difficulty and waiting and seasons of, 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 of things that you wish you could speed up, but you can't. There's a bit of satisfaction with a road that's not very smooth and being able to wade through difficulties and persevere. And may we give glory to God in all of these things. So before we come up on this Father's Day sermon, is there anything you'd like to share about your own father, Levi Lusco? Yeah, you know, I had a great dad. I have a great dad. I talk to him every day, um, and he's a good man. He loves God. He loved our family and has continued to love. He told me just the other day, he said, you know, you never stop being a dad. doesn't matter when your kids have kids. He goes, you never stop being a dad. And what I really love about my dad is that the example he set, um, regardless of what our finances were like as a family, the book of Proverbs says, that it's better to eat a dinner of vegetables where love is than to eat a fatted calf in an environment of hatred. And as I think back to my, um, the environment my, my dad worked hard and my mom as well to, to make sure I grew up in, regardless of whether we were eating ramen noodles, vegetables, or steak, there was always love there. And love can transform even the simplest meal into a wonderful feast. 
But on the other hand, if it's a contentious environment full of strife and stress and conflict and, and everyone's at each other's throats, even the finest meal becomes something that everybody dreads and just wants to get through and get out of because love isn't there. And so I, I, I would think for all of us, and especially as I look at my life, I'm grateful that love was there. Great insight from Pastor Levi Lusco, the author of Swipe Right and Through the Eyes of a Lion. He'll be the very special guest speaker this Father's Day Sunday at Reason Church on Overton Street in the Pearl District between 13th and 14th Avenues with more details at truetalk800.com on the Difference Makers page in addition to reasonchurch.com and Levi's own website, levilusco.com, which is spelled L-E-V-I-L-U-S-K-O. Dot com. Don't forget to check him out at the 9.30 and 11.30 Father's Day morning services at Reason Church. More with Levi Lusco next on Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Welcome back to Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Maybe you're between churches or want to check out something special this Sunday for Father's Day. Maybe you could drag your own dad out or your family to Reason Church. You know, they relocated. They're currently on Northwest Overton Street between 13th and 14th Avenues in the Pearl District. You can find out more details at ReasonChurch.com and also at LeviLusco.com as Pastor Levi Lusco will be the very special guest speaker at Reason Church at the 9.30 and 11.30 a.m. services. So thanks so much for coming out to join us and especially join us here on Difference Makers today, Levi. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm excited. I love Portland and I love what God's doing at Reason Church especially and this show is fantastic. We really love what Reason Church is doing right in the heart of Portland, and we're also wanting to congratulate you on your latest book, Swipe Right. Before then, you were the best-selling author of Through the Eyes of a Lion, and it seems like a lot of this Sunday's message might be coming out of stories that you had in your book. Am I guessing correctly on that? Yeah, there's definitely a healthy overlap. Um, you know, Through the Eyes of a Lion really is kind of the story and journey of what our family went through. Um, you know. Father's Day, uh, as you were mentioning offline, can be a time that's challenging for people, like Mother's Day or any holiday, especially if your home life isn't ideal or maybe your life hasn't gone quite like you wish it would. Um, you know, my my wife and I, we have an amazing uh, family. We have um, three little girls in our house, and then we she's pregnant with a little boy that we're expecting this summer. Oh, uh, but we also have that's awesome. Oh, Thank you. Yeah, we're so excited. Next month, a uh, little boy coming. But we have also a little girl uh, who she went to heaven and left our home and isn't there now. So when I go home in a moment, you know, she won't be there because as a five-year-old while in kindergarten, she had an asthma attack and died um, in my arms right before Christmas. And so, you know, I understand for those listeners who just feel like, man, my life and my story, my journey just isn't what I wish it was. And to go and be reminded about that at church is not exactly what I want to do. Or maybe, you know, you didn't have a father who loved you um, or was abusive to you or, or whatever, abandoned your family perhaps. And I think we all go through what we go through. And the question isn't what has happened to us in life, but rather how do we choose to look at it? And so what I wrote through the eyes of a lion for was it was my own journey of having to learn to look at life through the right lens. Uh, Stephen Covey said, none of, us, we, none of us see the world as it is. We see the world as we are. So the point is we choose with our own lens that we have to look at life and see what is there or to see what God says is there. So the book is all about how to look inside 
impossible pain, but to believe that there is invisible power, incredible power there for not only getting through the hardship, but also getting something out of it and thriving in the midst of adversity. And that does kind of overlap with the message from uh, that, that God has for me this weekend to preach at Reason Church and just talking about uh, how to look at and, and, and choose to uh, define the hard seasons that we all go through. No one wants to go through these seasons. We've all experienced loss. I think it's especially unnatural in our flawed vessels to think of the possibility of us losing a child, much less a five-year-old. I'm so sorry for your loss. And at the same time, oh, thank you. I know, Levi, that God has used that to bring greater things forward. And it's like looking the the back of a tapestry. It doesn't really make sense because we don't have the full picture. The Bible talks about us seeing things through a a botched, messy glass, and but someday we'll see face-to-face and things will make sense. And it might not even be on this earth, friends. But so, Levi, how has it been for you, not only as a pastor and an author and traveling worldwide and being a husband and a father. But was it difficult for you growing up in the church? Did you have the PK pastor's kid label on you? And how did you deal with that? Yeah, I mean, I I feel like uh, there's complexity to every situation. You know, kids whose dads are in the military, they're gone serving, fighting, risking their lives. My next-door neighbor, he's a police officer, you know, his children have that. I, I feel like every um, every responsibility, every situation has a blessing and a burden to it. And I think it can be easy to covet the blessing side of what someone else goes through, but not see the burden. You know, there's a privilege and a pain to everything. And I think, you know, being a pastor's kid um, or or being a pastor or, or anything, even loss that we go through, it, it's weighty. And something that's weighty can feel heavy, um, and it's easy to mistake what is a blessing for the burden. And so, I mean, I feel like my parents worked hard to try and make sure our we growing up we were normal, and you know we didn't have. Um, I think there there are special perks that come with it, but there's also a different responsibility. But I really appreciate what I'm trying to emulate with my own kids is that their own walk with God their own journey. That has nothing to do with what I do for a living and that I'm the pastor of a church, that they're not, in effect, expected to have their lives together or whatever, or or that they're somehow um, not needing to have their own relationship with Jesus because of, of, of what I do. So I think those are the kind of things I guess I try and keep in the back of my mind. Well, we talked about you being the son of your father, Levi. So as a dad of your kids, are there any particularly standout moments that just really made you take pause and be grateful to God for what you have as a dad. Yeah, I just had a moment the other day. Uh, <clears throat> my uh, oldest daughter is 11, and, you know, she has obviously grown up in the midst of our 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 life is a little bit crazy in that, you know, I, I fly all over the world and, and travel and speak at big events and conferences and tours, and, and, and yet, you know, for her, even though she comes in in the back of a big arena and, you know, she's in a green room meeting bands that have, you know, Grammys and, and watching her dad speak to, you know, 10,000 people or whatever, life is still just needs to be normal. And, uh, and so we fought very hard for her just to hear, um, 
hear Bible studies and be in Sunday school classes and, and have a, as, as much as possible in normal life. And, you know, she serves at our church just like the other, you know, students are expected to, whether for right now she runs the camera. And so she's just kind of having her own, her own journey and stuff. Well, the other day we were at a, a conference and I was about to speak and there was a band up singing and I looked over at her and she was worshiping. She had her hands raised. And, you know, it was never anything we ever told her to do. Like, are you, this is what you do. You raise your hands. You, it was just we've always worshipped around her personally, but it's never been a thing where we've taught her that specifically. And it was just such a free thing for me, watching her eyes closed, hands raised, that she was having a moment of worship with God. And I felt like in that moment, <laughs> I wouldn't trade that, getting to see that, for anything in the world, and I didn't want to draw attention to it, lest it, you know, I, I, I ruin it. But it was just a beautiful thing to watch that uh, happen organically. Nothing quite like being a dad on certain fronts. Pastor Levi Lusco will be the guest speaker at Reason Church this Father's Day Sunday. They're located in the Pearl District on Northwest Overton Street between 13th and 14th Avenues. Services begin at 9:30 and at 11:30. So let's go back to your upbringing, Levi, before you were this world-renowned author, pastor, speaker, and traveling man. When did it become real for you? When did you receive the Lord on your own, as opposed to growing up in the Lusco family? Well, yeah, I mean, being being a part of the family I was in really, honestly, had nothing to do with it. We, I, I grew up in church, always heard about God from the Bible, from the youngest age, um, and there, there came a point when it really clicked in. I was a freshman in high school, and I, I was hearing a message that someone was speaking about uh, that was really just a simple gospel message. And I just real, I, I came to a realization of my need for God, of my need to have my own personal relationship with Him. And from that moment, I, I, I gave my life to Christ and really uh, sensed a call um, to ministry, a call to preach specifically, and I preached my first sermon at 19, and I'm 35 now, and really that's kind of been uh, the whole kind of progression. It was very natural, and the way that God's kind of led us as we've, you know, tried to, to serve Him has been just one small step after another, whether it was, I, I think I was a janitor at a church and a youth pastor, just kind of taking any opportunity God had for us and tried to be faithful with it. And uh, so that's kind of been the journey. And it's been a good one for you, Levi Lusco, as well as your wife, Jenny. So before you became this mega super pastoral couple, where'd you meet her? Yeah, we met in church. I mean, I, I don't mean to keep just giving sim- such simple answers, but honestly, it was I was the youth pastor. She was a missions uh, worked in the missions department. We met in church. And I always tell people, you know, there's no better way to meet a man or woman of God than just in the local church. I mean, Jesus um, has it kind of in his mind. I think for us to not, we don't need to necessarily go out to the, you know, Tinder or the club or whatever. If we're going to meet a man or woman after God's own heart, uh, watching them, observing them serve in, in the church is the best way, in my opinion. And so, yeah, that's Jen and I's story. We just met it serving in church. We have kept doing that ever since. So congratulations on your marriage and your parenthood and your church and your little baby boy on the way. We are speaking with Pastor Levi Lusco coming to Reason Church on Northwest Overton between 13th and 14th Avenues in the Pearl District. This Father's Day Sunday morning, he'll be speaking at both the 930 and 1130 a.m. services. 
So, Levi, on our way out, is there anything else you'd like to share with us? Man, I, I just, all, all, all the believers in Portland, just be encouraged. God bless you guys. And uh, I, I, it's a wonderful city. I can't wait to come spend time with you there. And we're looking forward to having you at Reason Church, which believes in a church that gives people a reason to live for, not just rules to live by. Maybe you're haunted by your past. You can find yourself a future and a hope at Reason Church because Jesus is renewing minds, reviving hearts, and restoring lives through some great preaching. And in this case, it'll be Pastor Levi Lusco at the 930 and 1130 services this Father's Day Sunday. More details on the Difference Makers page at truetalk800.com. And you also want to check out levilusco.com and reasonchurch.com. So, Levi, thanks so much for joining Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Thanks for having me, Mike. Have a great time Sunday. Thank you. You're listening to Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Mike Lee in the studio with two dear friends I get to work with pretty much every day. We have working in promotions, Summer Shore. Hello. And our promotions director, Rebecca Gurney. Hello. And she was previously our social media director. Yes, I was. And she's grown with the company, which is just another reason to love what we do here at Salem Media Group. Mm -hmm. So, ladies, give us a view from 30,000 feet. What exactly do you do in promotions, Rebecca? Well, promotions, I say it's kind of like the fun department of the radio station. (laughs) Uh, Our whole job is just coming up with uh, neat ways for our stations to connect with our listeners, Mm -hmm. for our clients to connect with our listeners, and just to really strengthen relationships and come up with with fun. Uh, And so we we oversee all the giveaways, all the events, all the prizes. Um, The concerts are a huge part of our job. We love doing concerts on The Fish, but we also do concerts on KPDQ occasionally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we're sort of the party in a box department. (laughs) (laughs) So do any events or concerts or artists stand out in your mind, Summer, of an especially fun promotion to be in? Oh, gosh, that's hard to narrow that down. Um, Really, a lot of what we do is fun. Um, Carrie Job was a neat concert. That was a really worshipful one, and that, I think, was a little different than a lot of the the events that we see. Um, Georgine's Christmas by Candlelight concert was really beautiful and just heartfelt. Um, And it was neat to see a colleague and someone that I admire and respect um, just really shining. Uh, So that was a really fun event because it was, I think, personal and near and dear to our heart because we get, you know, we're just down the hall from Georgine. And so that was a really fun event, I think, that stands out in my mind. How about for you, Rebecca? Oh, it's so interesting because when we're working a concert date, usually we are there for 12 to 18 hours and it's just busy, busy, busy. But you know what? This past year, the one that was really special for me was Sandy Patty. The Sandy Patty concert was really great great because I've loved her since I was a little girl Mm -hmm. and getting to see her and her family do this together because it's her whole family up there. And they were so great all day. Sometimes that's not the case. I mean, you always hope the best working in Christian music that everyone gets along and it's and it's a great show. But especially with Sandy Patty, it was so wonderful to see that they are so genuine in, in their worship and in what they do in their ministry. That was a great event. Mm, well, you grew up as a pastor's kid, Rebecca Gurney, <laughs> and you're, you came from a musical family. So think back to when you were just a little girl, Rebecca, growing up. Did you have any idea that maybe, just maybe someday, you'd actually meet Sandy and Patty in person, much less work with her? Oh, no. No, definitely not. Um, I think probably the most surreal thing for me so far 
when I was young, a pastor's daughter, we went to a lot of Christian rock concerts. We went to these festivals every summer. It was like the family vacation rather than going camping. We would go to Christian music festivals like Creation Fest or Joshua Fest. And now I have the honor of putting on Fish Fest every year. And it was so great to see actually last year, half of our lineup was part of a festival I'd gone to 10 years beforehand oh. <laughs> and gotten their autographs. The poster was in my parents' bedroom. And I was like, wow, this is amazing that, that God has blessed me in such a way that I get to do this for a living now. So by all means, drop some names, Rebecca. As you were growing up, what were some of the artists you loved to see the most? Oh, definitely. I loved Reliant K. I loved Switchfoot. I loved, uh, well, Jackie Velasquez. She was everything. Mm -hmm. And she now now works for Salem Media Group, which is amazing. I figured that out the other day, that she's one of our hosts. I think in uh, Nashville, she's a morning show host. And I put that together. I'm like, I'm working at the same company as Jackie Velasquez. My world is come full circle. Yeah, that's amazing. I didn't know that. (laughs) How about for you, Summer Shore from Promotions? Are there any artists that you grew up listening to that really made a a great impact on you? Oh, gosh. Yeah, there have been a lot. Um, I think my first Christian concert I ever went to was Stephen Curtis Chapman. And uh, so that's been very cool to follow his career, mm-hmm. and he's still going strong. He's still putting out great music. Um, let's see, who else? Well, Newsboys, I think that was my second Christian concert, mm. and so getting to see them at Winter Jam and and uh, all the so, different... So going back to yeah. more original Newsboys lineups over uh-huh. the years, because the band has, has evolved <laughs> they have, with yes. different members. Were you okay with the change, in particular... From Peter Furler to Mm -hmm. Michael Tate. Yeah, you know, so I also was a big DC Talk fan. So adding Tate alongside, it sort of still felt like home, even though it was a different Mm -hmm. kind of mashup of players. It still felt like, you know, family. Like we were still, you know, the crew was still together, even though we'd kind of mixed and rearranged it a little bit. I always (laughs) kind of joke that Christian bands are kind of like the NFL football draft. Right, right. Every year they all kind of swap (laughs) what team they're on. Yeah, rotate. Very true, very true. And is there anyone you'd love for us to work with somewhere down the line at the Fish or KPDQ or True Talk? As an artist? Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Um, I have a personal favorite here in Portland. Um, her name's Liz Weiss, and she's just got a soulful sound. She's up and coming, and I would love to to collaborate with her. I've seen her a couple times in concert. I actually have a vinyl record of hers at my house, but she's kind of got this soulful Aretha Franklin kind of sound and and uh, Heart of Gold. Really, really neat artist. Wasn't she one of the artists at one of For the Joy of It's One Heart PDX events? Possibly. I'm not sure. Yeah, I that could that be. That, that might be. Yeah, she's she's great. I, I really have a lot of respect for her. Maybe they'll bring Michael Tate back next, hey, whether yeah. it's solo or with Disney Talk or the new voice. That would be I would fun. love some kind of a mass tour with all of their respective bands together from mm-hmm. Disney Talk. Also oh, yeah. have Toby Mac. Mm-hmm. Maybe bring back Audio Adrenaline. Oh, yeah. With yeah like the Transformers the all together. Yeah. Battle bots. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like in those concert, comic books. Like Voltron when the, or something. Yeah. <laughs> when the X-Men would team up with the Avengers right, or the right. Teen Titans and Justice League. That's kind of <laughs> mash the them all together. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? So are there any events that have surprised you, either Summer or Rebecca here, whether it's with... The Fish or with KPDQ or True Talk at 100 or even Elway that really stood out in your mind as something special or unexpected? 
I think for me, Secret Keeper Girl, um, it was my first one that I'd participated in. And I, I got to participate in literally every aspect. I ended up being dressed up like Cleopatra and called up on stage and with Rebecca. And mm-hmm. we were dancing to walk like an Egyptian and encouraging these young girls to just have a good time. Um, so just the goofiness of it and the fun of it was really surprising. I wasn't expecting to be like that immersed in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I loved it. It was so much fun. That's a really special event because if you don't know, if you're not familiar with Secret Keeper Girl, it's this great tour that comes through, uh, to encourage young girls, preteen, teenage girls mm-hmm. just to not be ashamed of who they are and of their faith mm-hmm. and to just grow with God. And it's a lot of fun. It's just a yeah. blast from beginning to end. And it's so different than everything we do throughout the year. It's yeah. really the one time we really focus on our, our young girls who are listening to the stations. Absolutely. And yeah, we get to be silly and it's always amazing. It's always a huge turnout. We're going to do that again this year in October. So be on the lookout for that. And that'll be October 17th and also October 19th because demand was so great. We were last year at what used to be Calvary Chapel, Portland, which Mm -hmm. is now changed name to Crossroads Southwest Portland. Sold out Mm -hmm. the venue, had a wonderful time. And if you're less familiar with the Secret Keeper Girl event, it shows our girls how to be confident and well-adjusted mm-hmm. teenagers by getting started when they're still little girls. Mm-hmm. So we talk about the crucial tween years for the tween years of, say, 8 to 12-year-olds approximately. And that's when they're forming their values and their beliefs about things like friends and dating and boys and sex and body image and true beauty. Mm-hmm. And I think nowadays, especially with the Internet and the advent of social media, it's an information overload and not all that information is – very positive. Exactly. And as the father of daughters, it grieves me to see what the mainstream media is putting in front of them. Mm-hmm. And what I do appreciate about Secret Keeper Girl, especially, is they they meet the girls where they are mm-hmm. a lot of the time. Absolutely. They, they find fun ways to incorporate um, the internet and fashion yeah. and all of these things that girls growing up today are dealing with or are excited about, but, but incorporating it with their faith Mm -hmm. and showing them, you know, a real role model of how to be uh, a woman of Christ in this Mm -hmm. modern world. And I think that's really kind of unique to see an event embrace that so much. Definitely. Even the fashion show, they had the moms and daughters model what modest, trendy clothing could look like. Because I know I, you know, you mentioned daughters and I've got two goddaughters that I'm around on a regular basis that are right in that age group. And I know that's a struggle for moms when they take their daughters out shopping is how do I find something that's age appropriate, but also isn't a burlap sack, Mm -hmm. you know, and where can I find that modest outfit? And so it was really neat to see not just the spiritual component, but also the practical application of here's how to navigate this world as a Christ follower. As young Christian women, do you see the trend turning in a positive way when it comes to the mainstream media and images that we see. For instance, when I was growing up in the 80s, there was not a Sports Illustrated model that wasn't borderline anorexic. However, nowadays, you have your plus-size models, and it seems to be more socially acceptable than it was 20 years ago. Am I reading this right? What are your views? Oh, we could talk about this for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I don't know whether I would say in general it's it's improving, um, but I would say that I am really heartened by the uh, amount of talk uh, that I'm seeing, at least nowadays, about um, girls really being unashamed to be themselves, of owning their own bodies, mm-hmm. of following their dreams, and 
not hindering themselves Mm -hmm. um, based on societal expectations or anything like that. And maybe that's just sort of where I come from. Um, that that's really important to me. That's something I would want my daughter to be hearing. Yeah. And of course, there's always going to be the opposite. There's always people saying something different. But I think mm-hmm. that that's an important, empowering message to send to young girls, especially young girls in the church, because a lot of the times um, we kind of get mixed messages. As, a, as speaking as a pastor's kid, mm-hmm. you're you're straddling two worlds. You're going to church on Sunday morning, and you're going to public school on on Monday mm-hmm. morning, and so. I, I really am encouraged. I would say maybe not the body image stuff is, I think we have a long way to go there, mm. but I am encouraged by the increased talk of confidence with young girls. Definitely. I, I've seen that trend as well. Just at least there's a dialogue now. Whereas before everything was sort of, you were expected to toe the line, um, whichever line it was, whether you were in the world or following Christ. Um, and there wasn't a lot of dialogue about how to navigate that delicate mm-hmm. balance. And I think there is more of a dialogue now between moms and their daughters, aunties and nieces, um, grandmothers and their grandchildren. And, and even in the church, I think there's more dialogue about who we are in Christ and where our true confidence and our true identity comes from so that we can walk forward with boldness in the world. Yes, absolutely. Great wisdom from a couple of sisters I get to work with right here at (laughs) Salem Media Group. We have Summer Shore from 104.1 The Fish, who also works in promotions alongside promotions director Rebecca Gurney. We've got some really exciting job news for you. You're going to hear about it next on Difference Makers on True Talk 800. You're listening to Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Mike Lee here with a couple of my friends I get to work with here at Salem Media Group Portland. Our promotions director, Rebecca Gurney, alongside my pal Summer Shore from 104.1 The Fish. Hi there. And when exactly do we get to hear you? Because originally you were doing traffic and breaks in the morning, both on 93.9 KPDQ Mm -hmm. as well as 104.1 The Fish. But I want to admire you, sister, and compliment you because you had... The bird in hand. You and your delightful husband, Jake, prayed about it. And Mm -hmm. for the better of your family, you turned it down. And in an industry like broadcasting, it's very easy to get caught up in the job to the point where your job becomes your identity. Mm -hmm. And yet, for the better of your family situation, you walked away from that. So how was that for you and for Jake? Was that a difficult decision to come to? It was. It was very difficult. Um, I'm really blessed. Jake is very supportive of my dreams, um, especially when it comes to my career um, and to ministry. And so um, he's not one who's going to say, no, no, I don't think you should do that. He'll, his response is, let's pray about it and let's, let's see if we can make it happen. Um, and so I was thankful for that support, um, both in sort of just cheering me on and in prayer. Um, but as we prayed and continued to kind of try and discern where God was calling, what was going to be best for the family, having some flexibility in my schedule and being able to be there more often for my kids really became paramount as far as our list of priorities. Um, and so now I am getting to track a weekend shift. So from midnight Friday night till 6 a.m. on Saturday mornings, um, I'm jockeying a shift. I'm, I'm getting to talk with people and, and sort of keep them company through the night. Because those waking hours at night, if you're not asleep, if you're up with a sick child or if you are um, not able to sleep, maybe you yourself have an illness or maybe you're grinding out that late night shift at the hospital, um, it's really nice to have somebody encouraging you. And so that has become a part of my uh, ministry umbrella. So, so of the different hats that you wear here at Salem Media Group's mm-hmm. five stations, some are sure, <laughs> what might be your favorite more often than not? Is it on the air or is it in person at promotions, concerts, and events? Oh, gosh. 
anything that gets me social. So I love being on the air. Um, I love talking. That's dated back to <laughs> pretty much when I could say my first word. Um, but I, I do love interacting with people. Um, and I think that's part of why um, I was drawn to this line of work was that opportunity to to share, to talk, to share my heart, um, and hopefully encourage someone. But then getting to do that face-to-face is just sort of the the frosting on the uh, the old cupcake there. <laughs> Which is special, Summer Shore, because the vast majority of people I've met in broadcasting have been introverts, believe it or not. <laughs> and they're quite comfortable behind the mic. But mm-hmm. in person, they'll deal with it if they have to. Right. They'll MC right. for the 30 to 90 <laughs> seconds on stage in front of Winter Jam or Rock and Worship or Fish Fest. But it's not a first choice for the vast majority of people on the air. You, on the other hand, seem to get a rush out of I the interaction of a live it. crowd. <laughs> yep, I love it. I, I thrive on that interaction. That's, that's a fun So personality-wise, Rebecca Gurney, as our promotions director mm-hmm. for our five stations, how's it been for you? Do you enjoy being in the middle of the masses? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I, like you mentioned before, I started as our social media director here and that was a lot of fun. It was skills I had. It's how I started working for Salem Media Group. So I appreciate that opportunity so much. But I found myself all the time looking at the promotions department and going, well, I could do that. <laughs> I want to go talk to those people. I want to stand behind the booth. I want to work the event. And lo and behold, God had that in plan for me. And I wouldn't have ever thought that. But now I love it so much. I love the chaos. It really is. It's a chaotic fun job. It's a lot of stress at times, which has been a challenge for me, but God has really helped me grow into this position, which I thought I wouldn't be qualified for. I'll tell you right off the bat, I wasn't sure I'd be qualified for a promotions director um, of five radio stations mm-hmm. when when I applied for the job. But now I can see that it was part of my path all along, and, and I love the chaos, and I love the people I love getting to meet our listeners and getting to see what really makes them passionate and excited about our stations. Hmm. Something I always loved about promotions, ladies, is the fact that you really are the front lines Mm -hmm. of our music and our stations to the point where people want to come up to you at the booth in the event and say, this song meant so much to me Mm -hmm. in my life. And I can't believe what they said on the morning show, which turned my day around when I was really, really down. So are there any moments at the tent booth event that stand out in your minds, Summer and Rebecca, that really so grateful to be a part of what we do here? Oh, it would be impossible to, to count the number of times that has happened. Um, You know, whenever we're, we're, I'm talking to, someone joining the promotions team, I always say, we are the face. You know, Mm -hmm. we might not be the voice of the station, but we're the face of the station. And with these stations in particular, you may find yourself in a position where someone really needs prayer. Mm -hmm. Someone just needs someone to listen or someone needs needs a smile and a word of encouragement. And that's part of what we need to be. We need to be there to be that support. And, uh, just so many stories of people who the best ones are when they say they heard a song at the right moment yeah, and it changed their whole day or their whole life or their whole perspective on an issue. Mm-hmm. Those give me chills because I know that it's not something we could have orchestrated, right. but that it's totally God. Yeah. Uh, those are amazing. Yeah. We had a, and when I was working in the mornings doing traffic for a little while, I answered a call from a gentleman who, um, 
we were sort of the people he kept updated in his faith journey. And that was really exciting because he'd call with updates. Hey, I went to church this week and it was awesome. And I grew in my faith. And and then he called a couple weeks later, I was baptized today. And I, I, you guys are the first people I wanted to tell, you know? And so it was neat to sort of, we didn't have a direct influence on his faith journey, but we were the people cheering him on and encouraging him and being mm-hmm. a resource for him um, such that he wanted to tell us about his faith journey and how God was working in his life. And we've had people come to us and and talk about how when they were sick, listening to the fish or listening to a show on KPDQ was what got them through their long bouts of chemo or their um, struggle with just having to be in bed for so long, that that's, that was their lifeline to the outside world and, and encouraging them and keeping their spirits up. I've also heard, uh, I couldn't tell you the name off mm-hmm. the top of my head, but um, prisons where they yeah. can't listen to a lot of radio, but they'll play the fish or they'll play wow. uh, uh, KPDQ because it's safe radio for them to be listening to. And so they all get passionate about the fish wow. and it's it's that source of encouragement for them um i think specifically it was a women's prison that someone was telling me everyone oh we all love you you know um uh you you gotta send something and it was just amazing to hear that we were this source of encouragement in this place we wouldn't have expected so friends i get to work with fun engaging god-loving like people on a daily basis here at our stations. And I also want to make sure to send a shout out to my dear friend and brother, Nathaniel Rodriguez, who recently stepped down from our promotions department for the betterment of his family situation and his beautiful wife, Brooke, whom we were praying about when she got into a massive car accident. So Nathaniel will be missed, but the good news for someone out there is there are hours to be picked up. There is a part-time job. So I guess I'll go with you, Rebecca Gurney, as our promotions director. For someone to work part-time in promotions for KPDQ, True Talk 100, The Fish, El Rey, and Talk 1640, what are you in particular looking for? It's, like I said, it's a very fun position, but it's definitely challenging. It's a chaotic schedule. I'm looking for someone with very flexible hours who is, and the word I always use when I'm interviewing is, who's game. You have to be game that if... We need to jump in a van and go <laughs> buy things at the last second for an event. If you need to stay an extra hour at a concert, mm-hmm. if you need to help someone in the station with this responsibility that may not be under your umbrella, you got to be game. We're a team here. We all love to pitch in and help each other. Mm-hmm. And and I'm really looking for someone with that kind of great attitude about working with other people And uh, you have to be a people person, too. Like we've said, you've got to have some passion for our listeners. Any insights on that, Summer Shore? Um, The team aspect, definitely. And it goes both ways because there were times like when Nathaniel was caring for Brooke, um, and thank God she's doing wonderfully now. Um, But when he was caring for other people in the station that maybe promotions wasn't under their umbrella, they stepped up and said, how can Mm -hmm. we help? What can we do? Mike, you were one of them. You were at any event that we needed. You were a runner for a concert and just whatever needed to be done. You were one of the people that just totally stepped up and we're grateful for that. Um, So definitely team player because we do help each other out and it really is a family feel here, which is something that just blew me away when I started. Um, But yeah, people, people person and Mm -hmm. it sounds so cliche, but we really are out there dealing with people on a daily basis, whether it's here in the office or people that come through for a tour of the station um, or we're at an event, we are just in the mix with our listeners and they are 
awesome listeners. <laughs> so maybe God's put it on your heart to pick up another part-time job, and ministry or radio or events have been on your heart. There's also a sales job and a sales assistant position. They're posted at kpdq.com, thefishportland.com, truetalk100.com. And in addition to what you do here, Summer sure. You're involved in another ministry of your own, aren't you? I am. Yeah. So it's called Revive Ministries, and it's a nonprofit organization for women's ministry that a friend of mine, Melissa Campbell, and I co-founded together. Um, And we incorporated the end of last year, and so we're building some momentum. But there's a few different ways in which we really want to serve women here in the Portland metro area and beyond. Um, Maybe you have a church that is wanting to put on a retreat, a women's retreat, just to serve people and to reach out. Um, That's something that we can put together and develop and implement for you. Uh, We do some training on different mentorship programs uh, with women in the church. Um, Also public speaking. I get to go and do some really fun speaking. Um, We try to keep it fun and uplifting and encouraging while also challenging and really uh, biblically based as well. So public speaking is something that we love to do. Um, We also have a sort of worship department, and so we'll come and help plan worship or uh, teach worship ministers how to really revitalize their worship. And really our goal is to to revive women uh, in the church and in the Portland metro area. So, Summer Shore, what's the best way to contact you at Revive Ministries? Best way, our website is under construction. It's going to be live really soon. In the meantime, you can reach me at summer at experiencerevival.com. I want to thank both you, Summer Shore, and you, Promotions Director Rebecca. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.